Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. in 96 then. Oops, no, well, that's it? new. That's new because we've got the paid Zoom. So oh. I have an op- more optionality. Hats. Randall. Hang on. Hang on. What? That was, there was no break between me talking and hats. That It's got to stay in. The whole, the whole, that whole little okay. Zoomy thing. Okay. H- hang on. Um, good. I'm good. Um, we were, so you said we were going to have some quick back and forth. We look kind of cool and then we're going to speak to our guests so what's the quick back and forth but... reveal the magic <laughs> what was, no, oh, well, I got nothing. what was no yeah you did have something you had something oh, no, you okay, to talk just to just me um so tonight right so i'm on holidays if you can't tell see how relaxed i am yep um and the wife calls out and says oh eli and i i know i've said his name i don't give a shit anymore <laughs> eli's <laughs> gonna good. um cook dinner tonight I'm like, cool. So I picked him up from the bus. He's like, we have to go to Woolies. I'm cooking dinner. I'm like, sweet. Okay. Um, And then as we're going around Woolies, he's like, right, we're going to do sushi and ramen. And immediately I'm like, you're not fucking cooking dinner. I'm cooking dinner. <laughs> so got all this, got all this stuff. So that's why you're rushing around that we're late for a guest. Rushing around and making sushi and then fucking off. Was it at least worth it? Was it nice? It's fucking great. Okay, good. I can cook, man. I'm a good cook. Yeah, yeah okay, cool. Yeah. Um, that, that that's my back and forth hats. What's yours? Oh, I don't know. Let's do some little bit of acting. Let's not. Let's not. Um, let's introduce our guest. So, um, in fact, no. Let's let our, our guest introduce himself. Jesse, how are you, man? Um, thank good you, guys. Much how are you? Us. Pleasure. I'm good. I, I I just did my back and forth. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm good. Okay, okay. How about you, hats? How are you? <laughs> so, let me what, you, what did you have? What did you have for dinner, hats? I actually went for um, there you go a Korean tonight. Yeah, with with my wife and and what? What did you? No, no one else. Oh, no, no child. Yeah, you're the kid, yeah. kids are away at um at Music camp. camp. Yeah, yeah. Is that because you feel like you can't say band camp because it's band camp has this type this band horrible camp. quantity? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was always called Music Camp as a kid, and oh, what? Actually, yeah, and and actually growing up, I used to go to the same spot. And in primary school, going from Port Macquarie to Bonnie Hills, which is where we live. Dogs, 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 well, dogs. Oh, do you guys live in, done it before. Do you live in Bonnie Hills? Yes. Yeah. No. Or Port Macquarie. But good surf in Bonnie Hills. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Um, but going from Port Macquarie Primary, which is where I, I grew up or where I went to school, to your mother's maiden name and your dog's to name and Bonnie Hills. Shoe size. What's music happening? camp. Felt like I was going to camp and the kids the are going about 100 meters away from the door exactly yeah, yeah. so anyway <laughs> jesse <laughs> you're on the central coast mate right on the central coast yeah okay um and we saw recently a video that uh, yeah. was shared that you were either you were either doing it or you it was your business and there was bitcoin being paid for we found out that you were yep. um trying to orange pill people all over the central coast and there's a meetup and there's all sorts of things. Michael Telez got in touch and said, you guys need to have a pod. So- oh, is that Michael Telez? Oh, I'm thinking Dunworth. No. Was- no oh, no, there no. you go. All right. um, so- not, not another bloody Dunworth, no. Yeah. Another bloody Dunworth, yeah. <laughs> so another, but yeah, imagine there's another one. Yeah. Um, so that's why that's why we're here, right? That's why we're here. So yeah. tell us a little bit of your backstory and how you know Michael, what's the story with the businesses and what's going on with the meetup? Yeah, oh, well, 
So in, obviously I'm into Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's fortunate. Podcast would end it. And yeah, so I've been in the wilderness uh, on Bitcoin um, by myself for the, since 2017. I, I got into it in 2017, and and obviously did the shitcoinery thing and fucked myself over and um and le- you know went to the school of hard knocks that everyone most people go through. I've met one guy actually. I've met one guy that comes to the our meetup. He's Literally has not touched anything else with Bitcoin. He's been in it never, for 12 months. Never, hasn't touched. Nice. never. Nice. He just, he heard a podcast somewhere and he's like, I just get it. And I don't need to go into anything else. I just need to get, yeah. But anyway, rare story, that one. Uh, but um, so, yep, uh, got into Bitcoin. And then um, just obviously, you know, the longer you're in it, the, when you see the cycles and stuff like that, the more you go, the more you go down the rabbit hole. And um, I realized late last year, at the end of 2022, I really don't know anyone who's, as diehard as I am in real life. So one, I, I want to start orange pilling people. So I want to start a meetup, but two, I actually need to go to a meetup because I've never been to one. So um, I went to a meetup in Newcastle, which is about an hour north of uh, where I am. And um, yeah, that's where I met Michael and he's from the Central Coast. So yeah, it turns out there's some really cool people on the Central Coast um, who are into Bitcoin, who do some great stuff. Michael, um, there's another guy here who works on the Rust um, repositories for Bitcoin. So, um, yeah, he's he's awesome. He got he was flown over to Prague for the for the Bitcoin festival in Prague. The guy he comes yeah. to um, meet up. Yeah, so there's some really cool people on the coast who who do some good stuff with Bitcoin. But yeah, all the lurkers slowly coming out of the woodwork is yeah. good, right? All the lurkers. Yeah, it's a weird thing though. There's another guy of- that comes. Th- you do oh, feel, I was just going to say you do feel very alone to begin with when you're in that situation, and then to get yourself to a position where you're maybe some form of a maxi and one of orange pill people, but you still never <laughs> met a person. That's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, COVID. You guys know what COVID was like. You mm-hmm. just I spent a lot of time with ears in and outside walking and listening to Sailor and you know Jeff Booth and stuff like that. So. Um, that really drove me hard down the rabbit hole. So, um, yeah. So what was it like, uh, I, I guess, going to your first meetup? Were, were you oh, was, like it, us? Were you a bit nervous? Going, oh, what's, what, what are these people going to be like? Yeah, I, I was nervous going. And when I walked away, I was high as a kite, mate. Like I was, yeah. <laughs> it's, and, and it's every time I meet up with Bitcoiners, I just, I hold a Bitcoin um, meetup once a month and, Sometimes it's like you got to drag yourself out the door to go, and I always end up spending longer there than I am planned to be, and I always come home high as a high as a fucking kite. Like, yeah. just there's something. And Michael actually said this to me the first time I hung out ever hung out with Michael. He said, "There's something." He's an introvert by nature, and he's just like, "There's something about I can overcome it with Bitcoiners." Like, yeah, so. Cool. And didn't yeah. he do that at but, uh, Bitcoin Live? Oh yeah, yeah. And, yeah, Bitcoin Live and also the Bush Bash as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's I mean, he very much is like you can tell tell that from his character. But I, I would actually say there's probably something in there that maybe he's not so much of an introvert. He just doesn't like society because of the way it's going. Right? <laughs> and I think I think it's not necessarily Michael's true. the problem. I think society's the problem, and, um, yeah. and Michael's, just, Michael's just a solid dude. Oh. Um, yeah, but. Um, so how many come I don't actually I've never been actually down to Newcastle one. So how many guys come along to that? Do you know like how many people were at the Newcastle meetup when you went? Uh there's probably about 10 or 12 people there on the day. Um yep. Katan, I'd never met Katan before, but he was there. He turned up. Um cool. and he's a good so dude. he's a good dude. Yeah. And um yep. 
about 10 or 12. I think there's like super duper regulars. There's like six or seven guys um, that are there. And um, it's a great meetup. And the guy that hosts it, um, I won't dox him because I don't don't want to do that to him. I don't think he wants to be doxed. But um, he's just a great dude, really down to earth. And um, yeah, no, he's he's been... He's been good for me. Um, so, yeah. So is so, it structured? Do you have um, things that they're, they're talking they do. about on that day? Or like, and then what did you then bring into the thing that you want to do yourself? Yeah. So like I literally DM them on uh, Twitter and, and he's like, here's the location. Like it was a little bit secret squirrel, uh, which is good. Um, so it's not broadcast where it is. Um, and then they said, oh, I think he sent me a link to iPencil. Have you guys, do you know, guys know the iPencil? It's, um, Never heard of it. I don't know. I can't remember who wrote it, but essentially it's a short story about um, the economics of building a pencil. And it really just sums up free market capitalism in a really concise story. Um, and you would have heard often when you listen to podcasts and you hear Lynn Eldon, she'll say like, what goes into a pencil yeah, you know what i mean that that's was, drawn yeah. from yeah that's drawn from that um i can't remember that who wrote it it's a pretty yeah anyway is that what but, it's called? Um, so, so that, that's the story of like how many how many people it takes to make a single pencil right a pencil yes yeah. yes and okay, what's involved what in the called. process yeah well hang on hang on hang on yeah. think about it, right? well break that down what do we got graphite wood paint okay but then who's selling the yes pencil? but selling... how does the pencil get to you yeah, yeah, yeah. Where does the wood come yeah, from? Yeah, but then it, the it goes. So you're talking yeah. about supply chain as That's well, it. not just making a pencil. Supply chain, yeah, not just yeah. And what the whole process up to the wood being ready for to use for a pencil, the whole process up to the paint being ready for to paint the pencil, the whole you know, like so all of these intricate little, um, you know, specialities that it takes just to produce the humble one dollar pencil or whatever. So, and it's deliberately yeah. taken just something as basic as a pencil. Yeah. Just to show it's people how, how many things actually come together Complex. to make one thing happen. Yeah. Sell Got me you. this pen. Yeah. Sell me this pen. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So yeah, it's it, the the essence of it is talking about like in free market capitalism, it's reducing everything down, you know, to specialities, and and so in those um, finite specialities we can produce complex things. Um, then when you think, when you scale that up to cars and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, so that's, we read that and then we talked about what that means in the, in the, um, uh, in the scheme of things economically and how, when you start to interfere with that, what, if you start to interfere with those processes, the pricing of the products that are involved, then you affect the end, pro- the end product and also the price of the end product. So um, yeah. It's, and that. so then, that was good. Just having that as a structure was good. That was a month before I did my, oh no, it might've been a couple of weeks before I did my first Central Coast Bitcoin meetup. And so I've just used little things like that. Um, but we have uh, coming to the Central Coast Bitcoin meetup, we have a wide spectrum. We have pre-coiners, we have new coiners, and then we have guys who've been to El Salvador. So like, uh, yeah, okay. you know, are, are, you, got, are you in a fixed location guy, or- do you have it in a fixed location? Um, the guys come to a regular time, or what was? Um, we have just started moving around because a few of us have got family. So the last time we did it at a at a club, so that the kids could all play in the mm-hmm. playground thing, you know, and like in a bowling club thing where there's an indoor playground, and we all sat around drinking some beers and talking about Bitcoin. But it's so interesting having like there's some ladies that come along who are just into Bitcoin. They don't have Bitcoin. 
they just want to learn about it. Like it's so, and they've been coming along since I started in January. So it's like crazy seeing this journey. They're just trying to wrap their head around it. And then you've got a guy who's retired, who retired, he bought Bitcoin in 2011 and he's retired at age 39. <laughs> and then you've got, you've got a guy who's been to El Salvador. You've got, you know, a guy who codes have got, yeah. Like there's just, yeah, it's, it's really cool. So how, what was your process for, for promoting that? Um, was it Twitter? Like, how did you get your normies or your no coiners? Like, like what was that, uh, I guess, process for you? It's yeah. So, um, the, the process has been really the most powerful process is word of mouth. So we've yep. got a telegram chat cause that's a telegram is what works good for most people. I like, I prefer, um, signal, but like, um, most people use for Bitcoin stuff in particular, um, mm. prefer signal, but in our central coast, um, Bitcoin group, everyone's uh, like telegram is just easier to get everyone onto. And so that's kind of what's just what we've run with. So if someone like at the shop the other day, like a couple of days ago, a lady come up and she's like, Oh, these guys accept Bitcoin. I'm seeing this everywhere. So I started having a conversation yeah. with her and she's like, oh, I just bought some Bitcoin on CoinSpot." I'm like, you should join our Bitcoin meetup. And she's like, sweet. So she gave me a number. I added a tele telegram group. Everyone's saying, hey, to her. Here's, you should read, uh, you need to read uh, the Bitcoin standard. <laughs> you need to start listening to Bitcoin Audible and uh, and 2-bit, uh, <laughs> what, yeah. what do you call yourself? 2-bit yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> idiots. There we go. The, um, yeah. <laughs> what is, what is mass? Like, is that, how did she react to that? Like all the, the did she was she good with that or like everybody's going well, everybody wants to come with the good advice right yeah. but it's overwhelming yeah. it's really yeah. overwhelming so how do you die like how do you temper that so the lady just doesn't think you're all mental yeah <laughs> well um i just said to her when she uh when she rocked up to the cafe she's like i'm seeing bitcoin everywhere now like uh and and i said yeah it's going to change the world and uh i said i said what do you know and she said i don't know anything and i said well the first thing you need to understand is what is money? Because most people, the average person doesn't understand what money is and how money works. And once you understand that, then you understand why Bitcoin's the great solution for it. And it's, it's sort of stops you from straying into all the other coins or, you know, thinking about other stuff. So yeah. No, 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 um, no, no, no. Hang on. Hang on. So you, you have a cafe. Is that, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. This, is your, this is your cafe. And this lady came to the counter looking for a coffee or whatever. And you yeah. started it. You have to understand what is money. Like is, well, you went with that. Well, the, because we've got the Bitcoin go? sign there. Yeah. Well, yeah, she, yeah right. I mean, she, she was with another lady. I know it's difficult, right? This is yeah. my point. Like, how do you, like, the ladies? I don't know. Like, how did that? How did, I want to know how it went because the ladies come and inspected to buy a coffee to get the coffee and leave in ten seconds. And but, how many people were behind her? There's a couple of people behind her, but like I heard Bitcoin, and as a Bitcoiner. You're just the world stops, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> screw my business. Screw the loyal customers behind yeah. you. Even my staff are all going, why is he taking so long? Like, why is he so oh, here he goes again with the Bitcoin shit. But uh <laughs> this is great. But yeah, look, um, where where were we going? Uh look, she I am one of the things in Orange Pill, I've just this huge passion to orange pill people. And so, but it's like, you just can't go orange pilling everyone. It's not how it works. And we've all been there. You give someone sats and blah, blah, blah. Um, you've got to one of the, or coming out of my Christianity, we, you guys, we talked offline before I was, I'm an ex-pastor. One of the great things Jesus always said 
to people, people would often ask him a question and he just ask him a question back. And the powerful thing in asking a question is that it opens someone up. Like it op- makes someone receptive. And if someone's asking you a question, that tells you that they are receptive. And so um, often we're trying to shove Bitcoin down people's throats. They're not receptive to it. Like they're not mm. open to it. Um, they don't realize that it's a need that they have. This woman obviously came, she was going, oh my gosh, like, what, you know, Bitcoin, but like, I could see that she was receptive. Yep. And so it wasn't hard to start her down this, to, to, down that process. Got you. So, but, so she like, with- literally- Sorry, please. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt. Go on. Literally, literally half an hour later, a guy comes up and he goes, you guys accept Bitcoin. You should accept, you should be accepting XRP. I'm like, get away f- from me with your shit coins, mate. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's going to, like, it was the irony because I was so high off talking to this chick and then yeah. uh, you know, this guy comes along and bloody burst my balloon. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, that, that, that's it. That's really interesting, though. So she's, but she's come to you with a quest, and you've basically responded with a question. So you're both disarming each other immediately. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you're saying, "Well, okay, you want to learn more? You can. This is what we do." Yeah. Um, you can. I, I honestly think um, it takes a. Do you guys know the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset? Have you encountered that in your uh, oh, experience? There's a. Yeah, growth yeah. mindset. I've seen do you want me to do you want me to talk it through so yeah, sure. there's a book a, a book by carol dweck she was a harvard psychology professor great book read the book it's a really good book it'll help you with your parenting it'll help you with your own life it'll help you with your relationships um she discovered that there's essentially just two mindsets humans just boil themselves down to essentially two mindsets growth or fixed and the way you can really sum it up is they would do this in studies is with with children so you go into a child and you give them a puzzle, you know, in a, in a situation, you give them a puzzle, you say, solve the puzzle, and they spend some time solving the puzzle. And when they finish, you ask them, would you like to solve that puzzle again? Or would you like to solve a harder puzzle? And a growth mindset kid by nature will say, give me a harder puzzle. Mm. And a fixed mindset kid will say, I want to solve that again. Now, the reason being is that a fixed mindset person like intertwines their identity with what they do. So like if I fail then I'm a failure. But a growth mindset person goes, if I succeed, uh, like if I fail, that's an opportunity to learn and grow. (laughs) Mm. And so they don't get their identity wrapped up in failure. A fixed mindset tends to get their their identity wrapped up in their failure. So they try to avoid failure at all costs. Um, So I, one of the things that I can see with a lot of Bitcoiners is they have a growth mindset. They're open this adversarial, you know, testing everything and challenging everything is this growth mindset. They want to learn and they want to grow. Um, and so it's those kind of personalities, I believe. And that's, if you think about an adoption curve, it's going to be those personality types who start in the early adoption phase, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's yeah. going to be those, <laughs> the fixed mindset people, they're literally going to have to have Bitcoin forced on them before they accept it. You know, there's like there's no other way uh, for them to pay. So in in that book, or in your in your kind of understanding, are there more people that have a growth mindset, or more people that generally have a fixed mindset? Like it'd be like ninety ten or ninety five five or something. Yeah. No, did they talk about that? Um, I can't remember this. It's a long. T- I've read the book a couple of times, and it's a long, long time since I've read it. It's probably. I don't know. The book's probably 25 years old. It's a really like, it's an old book. The reason I read it was because I was listening to um, Anthony Robbins, you know, Tony Robbins, the power, the coach guy on um, Tim Ferriss's podcast. And, and Tim Ferriss said, 
what's the one book that you give to most people? And he said, everybody must read this book, Mindset by Carol Dweck. And so I just went, I'm going to read that book. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, and it's a really, it's changed my marriage. It's changed the way I parent. It's changed, it's a really good book. But um, I can't remember the statistics. Okay, so can I just jump and in I, on something there if you don't mind? So yeah, um, so I can I can understand the sort of premise of it and, and, and I can sort of largely yeah. agree with it. But is it, do you think it's possible to change your, your being from, yes, if you are a fixed mindset person to become yeah. more of a growth mindset person? Like, like, yeah. And, and you, firstly, is it possible? And secondly, like, what, what, what do you, what does somebody have to do to, or does, does, does another person have to help them along the path in order to make, I think like, it's encouraging failure to be okay and all this stuff? Yeah. So, so one of the things I say that, that it's broken up into a few sections and it's broken up into like personal life. Um, for sports people, like, and then for parenting. And in the, I just remember distinctly in the parenting section, she says the way as a parent to teach a fixed, a growth mindset is to encourage um, effort, not encourage success. So like when you encourage effort and you would have, that's why we're starting to see that in society. Um, and it, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of teachers now read that book and, and, and apply that when they are in the classroom. Um, but yeah, like focusing on effort over focusing on success is, is really the key. And I think, I think the key as an adult of, uh, getting, having a growth mindset would be firstly becoming aware of it, starting to go, was that a growth mindset response or a fixed mindset response is, is that person responding in a growth mindset way or a fixed mindset? And then you start to see it really quickly and easily, um, fixed mindsets, often a defensive, <laughs> um, they, you, you can tell yeah. it their identity feels, uh, you know, attacked. Um, and it, if they are not succeeding and so, yeah. Or if you're going to come to them and say, Hey, you're not doing so well at this role or this thing, they take it personally. Whereas a growth mindset person, I go, okay, cool. What do I need to do to change? Like, what do, yeah. what do you need from me? Like, or <laughs> like, that's what we so. say with our kids uh, and the school reports. Uh, and I, I, yeah. thought, I thought most parents, I think most parents would be like this, but, but maybe not, but you know, you can fail every damn class, but if your effort, your actual yeah. application is, is, you know, scores high then that doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's just you're all about doing yeah. your best. Yeah. The, the, the job as the parent is to find, give your kid as many options to try as many things as you possibly, as they possibly can. And, and not force the one down you know, just because you might like golf or you might like whatever it might be. Not force them down that route just because you love it. Yeah. Let them try things, see what they're actually good, see what they're actually good at. Yep. You know, and they enjoy, and then just give them as much opportunity as possible in that. Um, yeah. And then one hundred percent. Fail as many times as you like, but your effort's going to be good enough because it will get take you to as far as you're going to get. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yep. It's good. So can we go to the pasta thing? Mm. <laughs> So yeah, before we started recording, you said you're a a pastor or an ex pastor in your words. Um, yeah, Tagliatelli. Hey, what was that? Tagliatelli. No, you're not a, an ex pastor. Not a pastor bolognese. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, so tell us about that. Tell us, tell us how a how you kind of got into that role or or that life, I suppose, and yeah, and secondly, how you know it did or didn't change for you with um with Bitcoin or otherwise. Yeah, so I, I would attribute my Bitcoin journey to being a pastor, uh, to, to coming out of being a pastor. Essentially, um, <clears throat> I grew up in a small town in Victoria called Wangaratta, and um, uh, my dad's my dad ha has dipped in and out of Christianity his whole life. He's a bit eclectic. He's into everything. 
this one season in his life, he started to come to church again. And um, <clears throat> and I was still living at home. And so he's like, oh, it's Father's Day tomorrow. So <clears throat> I'm like, what do you want for Father's Day? And he's like, just come to church with me. So I go to church. It's a small little dinky church in a regional town <clears throat> in Victoria. And um, it was a really profound experience for me. It was like, oh, wow, there's a whole diverse amount of people here. There's loads, loads like bikies and there was guys in suits. And it's like these people are all mixing together. It was just a super a profound experience for a little boy from a regional town in Victoria. But then, and I'm like, and the whole message of grace and stuff like that. And so I was really drawn into that. And then um, I found myself having um, experiences in church um, and I couldn't explain them as someone who hadn't read anything about psychology or anything like that. <laughs> I couldn't explain them any other way that it was, but God was moving in my life. And so that drew me into um, Christianity in a big way. Uh, and then that led me. And then, and so then I married the pastor's daughter mm. um, and uh, she was working in the church. He got the, the pastor at the time, he got invited to take on a big church up here on the central coast. And so he invited us to move with him and, get, and gave my daughter, <coughs> his daughter, sorry, my wife, a job in the church. And then ultimately I ended up with a job and that's how I became a pastor uh, up here. And was in that for about uh, twelve or fifteen years. I can't can't quite remember now. And then um, uh, he, if we found out um, about three or four years after we moved up to you that he'd been sleeping with a lot of different ladies in the church, <laughs> so that started to unravel things a little bit. But I were like, okay, so Liz and I really, my wife and I really try to take on um, a responsible role on this bigger church, trying to keep it together despite all this shit that's going on in our personal lives and um the people that apply to take on the church were like mega famous worldwide and so we're like holy like in our christian way holy shit god has blessed us these mega famous people are going to take on the church we're going to get to work underneath them like this lady had 200,000 followers on twitter the 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 pastor's wife she her songs were sung by you know 35 to 40 million people around the world every weekend so she had fam- all these famous christian songs and so we were like this is incredible um and, and a, a huge experience and little did we know we were about to get baptized in fire like they literally i literally went from working 40 to 50 hours a week to working 60 to 70 to 80 hours a week wow. um like all for this some day service like it wasn't really i i from my perspective it wasn't really about people's lives it was about making sunday amazing and um and the church service amazing and lights and whistles and all the stuff the business and i of, essentially the business, burnt, of God. business yeah. church yeah yeah and um you know up 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 everything had to be up and happy and go and it just there was no i was just exhausted by the time by the <laughs> By the time I was done after four years with those miraculous pastors, I was exhausted. And yeah, I like I was disillusioned. I'd seen they they had contacts from around the world. So I'd seen heaps of famous Christians come through and I'd seen behind in the green room what those people were like. And a whole bunch of those famous pastors were just rude and arrogant and mm. like and and I just went, what the hell is all this for? Like and so that started the unraveling for me. And, um, and so then pulling out of becoming a pastor, I started to become 
free to ask as many questions about Christianity as I liked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as scary as it was, it's interesting though. It was an interesting dilemma to be in. My friend network, my income, my job, and my spirituality were all wrapped up in one thing. Yeah, yeah. And the rug was pulled out from underneath me. And so um, that was an interesting dilemma to unfold in my own well, that, that um, that's really emotional. is like a world rattling scenario yeah. for you, because obviously, by the sounds of it, you were so invested in the yeah, church, one hundred percent. So yeah. to have that kind of, or you questioning that, and then yeah, that's that's got to be. Yeah. Did you lose a lot of friends and through the process of uh, bringing yourself out, or what happened there? Yeah, well, like literally lost all my friends. Literally lost all my friends overnight. Like. The senior pastor, this this guy who's famous, it, like he, I'm open about saying this, he literally did not send me a message. Like I left church. I, I literally resigned and I said to him, I'll be back in four weeks. I'm going to take some holidays and then I'll be back. I'll be back in church in four weeks. I didn't show up for three months. Didn't talk to anyone. Didn't hear from anyone. And I literally did not hear from him for three months. And the first thing I got in the mail, first my first contact with him after three months was a Bible in the mail with a handwritten note in it from him that said, I read, hey, dear Jesse, I read this every day. Um, it's served me well. And I'm like, give me a fucking phone call. Like, <laughs> mm. give me, like, if, if you care about people, like, yeah. call me, come to my house. Like, you know, like I worked really closely with this guy. And so that really just sums up how flimsy the, the, the proclamation is everyone's welcome and we're, you know, we're here for everyone and we want to help people and stuff like that. But the, the action was not behind it. It's more, it's, it's falsely, it's more about just bums on seats and appearing the appearance of looking good. I think but that can destroy some of that. I mean, the, the, I'm not a religious guy, but that, that can just, I, I appreciate other people have faith and like that can destroy somebody's yeah. faith. And really it's got nothing to do with their faith. It's to do with the, all the individual, all the people that are, you yeah, know, attach themselves to that faith and can make yeah. that experience terrible for people. So, did you lost your faith as part of it too, or you still have that? Yeah, one hundred. Oh, look, I walked all the way up to the I'd say the precipice of atheism. I still think, you know, I've read a lot of science. Like post church, I literally read the first year. I read two hundred and fifty books. I literally got started listening to audio books and running, <laughs> and I'd run ten kilometers every day and i'd listen to a book on high speed and i list in in a year i listened to 250 books and uh <laughs> and so and a lot of psychology and that really helped me process what i what i'd been through and how the church works and how christianity works um so what was the question again because now i've lost my <laughs> it was really just around uh, about your faith like did it, did it did it absolutely destroy your faith as well or well and, yeah. and if you don't mind I've... your wife's as well you know she's a pastor's daughter like, like yeah where is she in that kind of journey so like i i said i'm tapping out honey and i said you do whatever you want but i'm tapping out and that freaked her out like she tried to remain calm on the surface <laughs> um but like you know it wasn't long with me being able to step back and look at look inside and say this is this is fucked up this is fucked up this is fucked up mm. before long she could see it pretty clearly too and so she went on the same journey yeah um can you just it's crazy a, like a uh, a year on that to give us an idea as to where the so you were saying bitcoin was a 20 uh, I, I, I resigned in 2015 2014 yeah okay 
Okay. And so then I, I would, I spent my next couple of years deconstructing from Christianity. Yep. Mm. I call it deconstructing or it's pretty well known now. Deprogramming. If you, it's deprogramming. You're just undoing all of this belief system. Yeah. Anyway, it, you kind of get the picture. Something you said, um, you walked into the church with your dad um, that day. Yeah. And you uh, you were surrounded by people of all walks of life that looked different, that, but but you mm. found it super interesting and and what was happening there. How do you compare that experience to walking into the Bitcoin meetup in Newcastle? It's so fucking similar. It's scary, yeah. and yeah. and so I my alarm bells go off all the time. I've been sucked into a cult before. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm not laughing. And just, so. Yeah. No, no, it's a really interesting question. The host of the Newcastle meetup, I had the same conversation with him about this. I'm like, this scares the fuck out of me. Like, it does feel because like it. It feels like a cult. But here's what we've got. We've got something that's verifiable yes. backed by mathematics. Yeah. Christianity doesn't have that. It's just got a whole bunch of circle jerking going on. Like, yeah. And so, um, you know, it's got a Bible that says that it's true. So like if, you know, if, uh, I'm just trying to think, you know, Bitcoin is self-referential, referential, but it also can be subjectively referenced. Does that make sense? Or objectively referenced externally. Yeah. Mm. Mm. When you objectively analyze Christianity externally, for me, I, I the whole thing falls apart. And so unless you subscribe to the internal references, what the Bible says, and and things like that. Uh, what what uh, dogma has what dogmas have been built up over the thousands of years and stuff like that. So um, it's all internal. It's like saying I'm the president of the United States, and because I say it, I am. You know, that's kind of what the Bible. That's kind of the way the Bible gives itself authority in in a lot of respects, and how Christianity claims a lot of its authority. Um, so yeah, I know we're talking a lot about Christianity now, but like Same. Bitcoin oh, doesn't man, do that. I love this shit. I love it. Yeah, um, it's uh, I, I find it really hard to square in my own head the 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 absolute solid as I in my opinion mm. solid Bitcoiners way better Bitcoiners than I am that are religious people because yeah I, like you you firmly hold on to this don't trust verify mantra mm. or at least mm -hmm. you say it you say you do but then in this other side of life you're not applying the same logic I don't understand how people can marry those two things can you help me to understand how that's possible or is uh, it possible? I, rules for the i don't think I, I, yeah i look i honestly don't think it's possible and it's one of the like when i see on twitter some christians getting into a big thing about how it like i've got to force myself to back away from that because i'll get so drawn into that hole and trying to twitter fight it out um <laughs> it's it, like but i i'm 100 with you i can't understand how you you know don't trust verify and yet there's so much trust the whole faith the, th the whole essence of faith is in in many respects uh, a form of trust without verifying I, I, I went you might know this actually i think it's central coast blacks black stump is it called black stump oh so, yeah i've heard of it it's a festival yeah festival thing yeah so my yeah. wife and her family years ago were right down that christian rabbit hole and we yeah. went to this black stump thing and she wanted me to come along because she was Christian. She's like, come to church and do this and blah, blah, blah. And there was a guy that at the end of the whole festival, he gets up very evangelical, right? And he's, yep. and I was watching him and people were watching him. There's a whole uh, stadium, well, not a stadium, but a whole thing full of people. And I'm watching the guy and like going, 
I, I can see that he was very charismatic, right? So Michael yep. Frost, Michael Frost, I think his name was. Yes, I know who Michael Frost is. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, very charismatic, yep. but very yep. evangelical and, you know, shouting yep. out. And, and then at the end, he's like, come down the front. And I don't know whether yep. he's missing or healing or whatever that shit is. Anyway, and I could see people doing that. And I could see like Jay's family kind of like, you know, not giving me the elbow, but kind of wanting me to walk down the front. And I'm just like, well, no, I didn't do it, but but I could <laughs> I could see the uh, or could the you feel draw to do it? Could you there, feel that, that draw? Yeah, the yep. draw, but also the pressure. There's also the expectation yep. from Social. others that you yep. will do it, and that's a human nature mm. thing too. I think. But anyway, is it, it not is. Try, is that not trying to make um, either um, well intentioned or not well intentioned, just trying to make a person feel special, right? If and then if that person feels special and maybe in their other life they're mm -hmm. struggling with feeling special, all of a sudden yep. they found a place where somebody makes them feel special. So this must be my place, without yeah. even having to yeah. consider what that means, you know, well, or what that yeah. means you're you're saying that you believe. For me, it's 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 uh, it's akin to like hypnotism. You know, you go to those hypnotists. Very shows. very much. Yeah. Yeah yeah. We're going to offend so many people, but it, <laughs> so, I really think it's like hypnotism. I mean, but that's your opinion, though. That's, that's, oh, totally, that's all totally. it is. It's just your opinion. That's fine. Fuck Jesus. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, all the Christians out there. But uh, yeah. anyway, um, look, I um, one of the things I read a bunch of behavioral psychology, and that really helped me rationalize what's going on. One of the things that they've discovered in in some psychology is that when, like, so there's a lot of singing that goes on in church. You take people to a concert, get them all singing together. One of the things they've discovered is their heart beats start to align. Mm. Everyone in that. So you get people singing and moving. There's this sense sense of oneness that starts to happen. Mm. And that's that actually a completely secular. That's a secular environment. Yeah, that's a secular environment, right? So imagine a Christianity and you've got all this meaning and purpose behind all of that stuff as well. All of a sudden, and then you add in social prep, like there's a whole lot of social acceptance that happens at church. Like people who you sat, well, I can't remember one of you said it, that, you know, people who are feeling like not welcomed in their family life or whatever, mm -hmm. they come to church. The social atmosphere of it is so powerful. It's so mm -hmm. powerful. And um, so, you know, there's, and, like then you, and then, it, hmm. yeah. And then, it, and then it becomes very tribal. And then, so you start to, and then there's all this, same as Bitcoin, there's all this little rhetoric. Like it's called Christianese. They use all this little lingo and language that makes you feel part of the tribe, you know. And you, you get people doing things, stepping out of their comfort zone a little bit by walking down the front, or or if someone's next to you and they need prayer, you pray for them. And so you do that for the first time. It's a very vulnerable thing to to start. Put your hands on someone and say, "Dear God, I pray for this person. I pray you here." Like it's a quite a vulnerable thing. And then when you overcome yeah. that, you feel some kind of success, you know. Mm. So yep. Um, yep. I I can see all of the um, yeah, all of the behavioral tactics, all the psychological tricks. Whether it's not done maliciously, I don't think. I think it's just been learned over the eons, yes. essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, this well, is I how you. Uh... I think I think I think you're largely I think I would agree, largely agree with that, but I think there are some people out there who will exploit that. Very aware, yeah. They're yeah. absolutely aware yeah. of what's happening, and they will exploit it to the ends of the earth for the business of God. That, well, you know, okay. Yeah. Well, here's a question, right? Um, and no offense mm -hmm. to Tony Robbins, but how is yep. Tony Robbins or anyone like that any different? Um, yeah, like it's a really good question, and um, I think personally. 
when you wrap yourself up in something so tightly, uh, when you put all your eggs in one basket, so this is where the Bitcoin thing gets a bit scary because it's like <laughs> you're putting mm, mm. A, um, um, to the to a point where your confirmation bias starts just looking. You know what confirmation bias is too, don't you? Like so, it's like you you you're trying to find evidence to validate the view that you've already come to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so you, you think if you think yeah, if you think that um. If you think that Tony Robbins is a super special person, you're going to start to trust him in a way. And when he says, you know, you need to give away $10,000 or you need to walk on coal or whatever, you're going to start to do some things that are not from your own, not from your own understanding. They're, they're kind of like coerced emotionally into you. I think a lot, a lot of that, without going too deep down this rabbit hole, a lot of that is just survival. Evolution has given us some tactics to work in tribes so that we could survive. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yep. and so th- some of that is explo- exploiting our, you know, evolutionary um, psychology to stay in tribes, but now it's manipulating us to stay in a tribe that we wouldn't otherwise normally stay in. So, yeah. 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 See, this is why the meetups I think are quite bringing us into Bitcoin a little bit are quite yeah. interesting because what we are all really preaching or we you get to the point of preaching and you get to the point yourself is the self-sovereignty, right? I am responsible for everything, Mine's, right? Yeah. I mean, or, or at least I'm responsible for, for everything for me, right? Mm. Um, yeah. And then you're like, well, that's great and all. And I'm that makes me feel really comfortable because nobody can take from me if I don't, you know, if I, if I don't let them, but then yeah. you, there's like, okay, I'm now this individual standing myself, with no with no friends and no no anything you know no no soul if you like and that's yeah it. so that's why the the meetups have become this all these sort of self-sovereign people standing beside each other having a conversation yeah. it's sort of rebuilding this like community around about it's a weird thing right yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 almost like people and are what... you know you you said you you know for a long time you were sort of the lurker or the the, the loner or whatever yeah. the, the guy was into you know looking at bitcoin but then all of a sudden you go to a meetup and you feel it's a nice feeling right it's yeah, a nice feeling. sense we of need, connection. Yeah, yeah, we need that connection in that community. Um, yep. And it's, we do. It, not, not also what Jesse was saying about, you know, church being a, a social outlet for people. So a lot of a lot of meetups are, or a lot of Bitcoiners, particularly Maxis, are the ones that feel not necessarily ostracized, but they feel different. They feel like they know, not know something that someone else doesn't know, but. Yeah, they feel that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, a similar like in, kind of like in their own like family and local community they feel yeah distant yeah yeah and then coming together like a church mm-hmm. yeah in a church for a, like a, literally a com- in a church, in a, church. In Marana, is- a common a common goal common purpose commonality social yeah well you get one of there's like some there's some explaining you don't have have to do so like i talked to my wife about bitcoin she's all for it she loves it she, you know but there's at some point I'm like talking to her about a podcast that I've just listened to with Stefan Levera and she's like, she's just yeah. tolerating it. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's my wife too. But I can go to, I can go to a Bitcoin, I can go to a Bitcoin meetup and someone laps it up. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, they're, yeah. yes. And I got it. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. that next level of understanding. So, yeah. And then, so. then there's your family. Then there's my family who, who, you know, you don't just tolerate it or, you know, accept that they're just like, what the fuck are you doing with, you know, Bitcoin is this crazy. So outside of your Bitcoin world and your sort of parent, if you don't mind talking about this, your personal, your, your you know, your nuclear yeah. family and then your wider family are, are any of the other than your wife, maybe it's coming along a little bit. Um, 
Is NMD a Bitcoiner at all, or is it just just you? Um, so in my own networks, or yeah, but, but do you mean but, but, like not as far as the, your meetup, but you know your friends and friends and family yeah. type thing? No, so I've got a friend who was a pastor, and he got me into Bitcoin. In fact, he first um, started talking about Bitcoin to me in 2013. He's not a Bitcoin. He's not a maxi. He's got Bitcoin. He's not a maxi. Um, he's got a bunch of stuff, uh, but he's like, dude, we've got to suss out this thing called Bitcoin. And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've heard about it. And I've got to get into it. You know, mm. a little bit of digging. Oh, it looks too hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2016, oh, 2015. He's like, I've got this other thing, Dogecoin. So in 2015, he's trying to shill me Dogecoin <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like going, oh, okay, this all looks, looks a bit too hard, but. I keep hearing about Bitcoin. 2016 is like, Bitcoin's still still a thing, dude. We've we've got to suss it out. So in 2016, and then I said to myself, that's it. My New Year's resolution for 2017 is I'm going to get Bitcoin. And I, like I, by early January 2017, I have to have Bitcoin. And so I bought my first Bitcoin like the 5th of January 2017. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's how I started. And, and then I shitcoined. Shit going my way, like I said, through some stuff. But one of the things I noticed, someone, I was in a random Telegram group and this guy posted, have you ever seen that Wall Street cheat sheet, which is fear, like it's like um, hope, excitement, delirium. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's yeah. the chart going the up. Stages of grief and it's or like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it's the stages of grief on, then it's the bounce, then, then it's the dead cat bounce and then it's further down and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And if you ever look up that chart, and that the guy posted that chart and he overlaid it over the Bitcoin chart. This was about early 2018 after the blow off top had happened. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Bitcoin's like lining up with that chart crazy. And I'd never looked at a chart, really looked at charts too much. And so I started mm-hmm. going back on the chart and I'm like, as this zooms in, that bull run back there in you know 2015 or whenever it was. It's the same chart. It looks the same as the one that just happened in 2017, or I think it must have been yep. 2014. Yeah, uh, it looks the same. And then I go further back; that looks the same as well. This has yeah. t- happened a few times in Bitcoin, and I started to go, "There's something up with this Bitcoin thing. Like it's not yeah. just a flash in the pan thing." And so then, through 28 through the bear market, I just buy little bits of Bitcoin to keep an eye on it, and. Um, and just keep buying. And then when March 2020 hit and the and it dropped heaps, like that big crash, I just went lots of chips on the table. <laughs> and because I was like Because you'd done your study by that, that point. S- You're two years of study. By in. that point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'd been through that bear market and I'd seen how it had already been through bear markets. And then I remember hearing a Warren Buffett quote, which you probably heard, when people are fearful, be greedy, and when people are greedy, be fearful. Mm-hmm. And I just went, all this fear that's happening around COVID is mm. going to be a prime opportunity. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. I think it's actually- that's, that's really, that was the start of the orange, full on orange peeling for me. Like, I think that piece of advice is actually way wider than just markets. I think it's if you do the opposite of what other people are doing, life's going to get yeah. better for you. Like if you go the other way, when everybody's going one way in rush hour, yeah. your, your life's better yeah. than their life. Yeah, that's a good, that's yeah. 
if well you, done, Hatter. I like that. If you park a long way away from the supermarket and walk, it's actually yeah. quite a nice walk, and nobody scuffs your car. Yeah. Like if you start to do the That's opposite it. stuff of everybody else, you, you yeah. slowly, slowly find things start to get a bit better. It's a strange thing. Um, I do. I think, I think you it need is. to clip, clip yourself. Which part? My nails. <laughs> um, the um, yeah, it's a funny <laughs> thing. Like no, I, it's 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 a it's a funny thing. And once you realize it, you're like, oh. Well, what else could I do? This? What else does everybody else do? You know, like everybody else takes their, their kids on holiday and the school holidays. Oh, go the week after school holidays. Not me. It's, it's half the price. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Right. It's, it's half the price. It's cheaper. And yes. it's empty. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's right. It's like, yeah. oh, this is better. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. If you start to notice. I'm the same. I literally park my car. I lit- literally park my car at the far end of the. And what? Because like, I want the steps as well. Like, I yeah. may as well get some exercise. You know, also, the only time you really, the really. Well, the only time it comes back on you is when it's rains or something like that. But oh, yeah. outside of that, for the most part, but what's rain? Like, what, I mean, it's water. Like, like what is what you get wet? Water. Yeah, you know, you, it's fine. It's just like um, mm. you start to notice these. And also, when you if if you're fortunate enough and agree to you know have have some Bitcoin, and once you've been in it for a little while and it's given you a little bit of optionality, like because the prices run a little bit and you feel like you've got more choices in life, all of a sudden you can make that choice to not parks at the door because you need to get back because you need to do this because you need to do that and that's another oh, yeah. mass, that's another massive benefit mm. um so it, it's easy to say it's not necessarily easy for people to do straight away but you can make little changes mm. um yeah and i think things do start to get better and then when you start to notice it you start to look for more things to get yeah. better all right the shop Got no. wander up. where are you going no no no, oh. no. Before that, God, where, no, we're going to be here all night. <laughs> where are you? Yeah, as, as far as your faith goes, if you know, if you're happy to talk about that. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm 100 happy. Um, I like now. I think faith is a super personal thing, and you can't force faith. I think it's super individual. Um, so I think we were talking about music before, right? So a guitar sounds awesome on its own. A really good guitar player playing on their own sounds awesome. Really good drummer playing on their own sounds awesome. Really good bass player playing on their own sounds awesome. But when you put the three of those things together, there's something that's greater than the collection of them individually occurs. And so to me, uh, there is a bigger something. It's not, I don't think of an anthropomorphic God with a big white beard handing out blessings and cursings, but maybe maybe our solar system is an atom in a body. I Does that make sense? Like that. Always think like that. I love it. And so does that make sense? Yes. Totally. Pats? Is that, are you? No, no, totally. I was so just, like I was, my, my confused face was, um, I was probably making a confused face. I was thinking <laughs> about something with, I talk about with my daughter in terms of like grains of sand and the size of the universe and stuff like that, but it's the same sort of, yeah, the yeah. same yeah. premise. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, my, I believe that there's a greater something and, um, that's not a, that's not God or Jesus or, or like that. Some people could refer to that as God or the universe or whatever. Um, and I believe that as a creation, um, we make up that something in some way, shape or form and all of creation, the solar systems, the planets, the universes, um, make up that something uh so yeah that's kind of where i sit now like and so i think it's important so do i does that does that make me religious is is that a religious belief what is that is that just a i don't don't think that's a religious i don't think that's religious look i just a word right that's experienced yeah 
I've experienced a lot of Christianity. I can now read Christianity and I can go, these are guys who are trying to make sense of the world through their limited understanding. Not these were guys who had a supernatural understanding of the world and are trying to teach us how to understand the world. I literally think of it the other way around. It's so like um, Noah and the flood story, for example, it could have been a, a real story, but did the whole world flood? Probably not. And what they didn't have Google maps back then. So like, did, did they see this big wall of water and think the whole world is flooding? You know what I mean? And it was just a localized flood. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. so I can go, there's some genuine wisdom. So the prodigal son is a beautiful, beautiful story. It's not even a true story. It's like Jesus telling a parable, but it holds a truth that we can apply to. But we don't have to believe that Jesus is God and I have to say, invite Jesus into my heart to be saved and, you know, and hand give 10% of my money to the church to believe that parable and, and draw the wisdom from that parable. Does that make sense? So yep. the Judeo, I've still got this like, I'm drawn to the Judeo Christian. Um, I can, well, I can relate to it because I've read so much of it and understand it. Um, well, as the best, understand it the best that I can. Um, but I don't, I haven't thrown the whole thing out but I don't make it the central pillar on which I live my life. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've always, uh, as a kid, I've always liked the idea that, or been drawn to the idea that, right, as, a, as you know, cavemen or whatever, we could explore as far as we could explore. And then eventually we built ships and then we could go and go, fuck, there's other countries, other lands, other continents. Mm. And then eventually, you know, we, we could circumnavigate the globe and went, fuck, this whole thing is, fuck you, flat earthers. This whole thing is round and blah, blah, blah. And then eventually we went to space and went, oh, hang on, there's a moon, Galileo's a moon and this. And then and then we yeah. keep keep exploring and there's never yeah. an end. So for me, look, and I'm I'm an atheist, I think. <laughs> but but the the one thing in my head is just like we've never found a limit. There's 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 always something and we never will i don't think no i don't think we will <laughs> we never will here's something here's something interesting evolution if you think if you believe in evolutionary science which i didn't for a long time i believed in creation i believe the world was eight thousand years old and anything else was bullshit right mm. but if you believe in evolution evolutionary science there was a big bang um all of a sudden and there was atoms those atoms uh were individual but then we had multiple atom multiple atoms came together and we had a cell and then, or we had, sorry, we had molecules, then multiple molecules came together and we had a cell and you can see where this is going. Then multiple cells come together and now we are multicellular beings, right? Mm -hmm. What if this is my whole thing about um, the universe being creation and being a bigger something. What if in our exploration, our solar system is a cell and we find another civilization that's another cell and that becomes a multicellular civilization. Does that make oh, sense? And it, and it has the power to, it has the power, you know, to then go on, go further into the, and grow yeah, bigger. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. yeah love, and so like the microcosm, the microcosm, like when hats and Brendo look in the mirror, they see a one yeah. thing, right? Or one. But really we're going to sing, but, but really, you are tri you are trillions of cells. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are trillions of cells. Each cell with over two hundred thousand receptors responding to its environment individually, 
doing its own thing, but then collectively making up a one thing. And I, well, no, I honestly believe that's yeah. But coming yeah. back to like, what's the science behind? Sorry, you probably want to wrap up. No, I don't. I'm happy. It's always, uh, me, so, it's always no, me wanting to wrap up. No, no, um, I'm not wrapping anything. When you're talking about concerts and people's heartbeats fucking aligning, yeah, like like, what's the science behind that shit? Uh, <laughs> if you know, uh, I I can't answer. Um, I, I can't. That, I don't know the answer to that. That's pretty good. That's very yeah. interesting. Yeah, I can't. There's a, a, a institute in the states called uh, the heart the. I think it's called the Institute, the Heart Math Institute, and they study the heart. They can like do things like they put this thing in it in yogurt. They'll like put these receptors in in yogurt, and then it it reads electrical signals, and then they'll say to a person, "Think of your or think of someone you really hate," and and the receptors the the something goes on in the yogurt, and the receptors drive this. Uh, read on this thing crazy so there's like when you feel hate in your heart it creates an energy that the yogurt responds to that can be measured <laughs> what the fuck how fucking crazy is that that's great so look up the the heart math institute they do some crazy studies on the heart and how powerful the heart is and how like you know it when you're in a room you can feel someone walk into a room and the vibration changes you know what i mean like you can feel the energy shift someone brings a bad energy or they bring a good energy someone like you can feel it like and so yeah wow you look at <laughs> yeah we um, we all wear energy yeah anyway i was going to say i was going to say connected oh this is, it sort of goes to the canoe thing with about um like you like always canoe with uh, you. Uh, is but he's smart i like him what can i tell you he's good energy smart. right good energy but if you if you're holding your if you're holding your Bitcoin, and I'm gonna butcher this massively, but if you're holding if you're thinking if you memorize in 12 words and you are mm -hmm. you so essentially at that point you become the Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah? Because I love that about Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, you are your Bitcoin. Unless you chose 24 words. <laughs> right. Then you're yeah. fucked. <laughs> but but then <laughs> but then so the, so let's say the three of us are all like brain wallet bitcoiners, which don't do that as stupid. Yeah. yeah. But let's say we are, right? And we've all got our 12 words and we, we just give them to ourselves. But there's no difference between my one Bitcoin, your one Bitcoin, and Jesse's one Bitcoin, right? So we are all our Bitcoin, mm. but our Bitcoins are no different. So we are all each other. Oh, man. That sounds like, sounds like a circle joke to me. <laughs> it is. That's, that's wild. There's a wild thought, isn't it? I mean, it is a wild thought. There's no. I have to ponder that for a moment, and I'm, there's going to be a big long silence in the podcast. Take, <laughs> mate, take a month. It took me a long time after I heard everybody <laughs> said that. I was like, I need to go lie down and think that one through. Yeah. Um. And and then I think I think maybe I heard them saying it to Sailor on something on the podcast, and Sailor said, "Well, yes, but and he's so logical." So he yeah. came back with, "Yes, you know, but most most people don't don't are not morons and keep their Bitcoin in their head, and they could have some sort of good custodial solution, so they're not their Bitcoin. So you and me, we're not the same kind of <laughs> something. Is that pretty it's much something it. like that? It was so funny, but um, but it was like love meets logic. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but it's a wild thought, and it's like it's it's kind of like what we're talking about. I, I don't know. It's 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 a really um strange thing we're all trying to wrap our head around yeah um, and, and it, it, is it just that it's just pure truth and we've never had yeah that? i i reckon i reckon i agree like i think 
in my Christian days, we talked about the Bible being pure truth, but if it was pure truth, people would see it and they would fall over at the, at the truth of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you'd have everyone who just eventually become a convert of Christianity. That is obviously is not the case. And, um, because it's been around for thousands of years and people still trying to convert people. (laughs) Uh, I believe that Bitcoin will be something that makes converts of everybody because the absolute truth of it cannot be denied. And so, yeah, I agree. Like it's, it's, it's the purest form of truth. I think we've come across. That's uh, yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. It's, it isn't exactly that. I'm just going to say that's the perfect spot to wrap that up. There's so much more to talk about, but okay. You want to do You want to do a part two? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll get him back. We'll get him back. <laughs> we'll do a part two. We'll do a part two. Jesse, that was awesome, man. I love that. We're gonna go to the business. We're gonna do orange pill in the central coast. We're gonna do oh, all, yeah, we have a t- and yeah. all sorts of stuff. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. You wanna do it now or you wanna yeah. uh, Well, it's been what it... how are you how are you? Do going you guys to... you guys got kids to get back to it? I'm What's fine. I'm fine for the rest of the night. Oh, fuck go. it, let's go. Let's keep going. All right. All right, where do you want to okay. go? Oh, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> you go. Um the, the, the your business, right? Let's go a bit more practical, right? The business. Yeah. You're you are oh, accepting yeah. Bitcoin. Um and now you're helping other people locally to accept Bitcoin. Yeah. So um, how's that going? Um well, can I, I've I, I feel like that's a question that I can that I can answer in and of itself. What the why did why did I start wanting to accept Bitcoin? I mean, that's a natural step for people, but to get there, I'm like, how do I Obviously, Bitcoin is thing to me. How do I get people onto Bitcoin? And how do I get people onto a Bitcoin with what I have in my hands? And so um, I'm like, okay, well, I need to start a meetup and then I can invite people to the meetup. Um, But then how do I invite people to the meetup? I need to get people asking questions about the meetup. So... um, well, I've got this actually, I've got this crazy out there vision for the Central Coast. Excellent. Let's so, the, <laughs> Randall's back. <laughs> <laughs> so I've talked to Izzy about this. Like, oh, he's definitely out there. So the the button dairy tip at Jillaby actually Sorry, produces what, methane. What language was that? Tell me those words said. again. Yeah, what were those words? The what? The button dairy tip. So the way, like the waste disposal center. The button oh, dairy okay, tip. Yeah. Button dairy is a place okay. out, out in Jillaby, uh on the Central Coast, on the northern end of the center. They okay. capture so, the sorry, methane. Sorry, sorry. Say it all again in one one little sentence there. The, the button dairy tip. The button, de- <laughs> the button dairy tip in Jillaby. Okay. Right. Jillaby is a place on the Central Coast. Button Dairy Tip is what it's called. I've just it's lost all of our American Coast. listeners. <laughs> so, sorry, and man, so, yeah, sorry, American listeners. They capture the methane from their waste and they uh, turn it to uh, electricity yep. and sell it back to the grid. Nice. What does that make you think as a Bitcoin or what does that make you think straight away? You stick a miner on top of the tip. <laughs> yeah. Right? Exactly. So the, so the Central Coast Council is in financial trouble. Like it's yep. been in, I don't know if you've, it's been in the news a fair bit. It declared bankruptcy. Like, like my brain just goes, holy yep. shit. We could mine Bitcoin from our waste, you Definitely. know, places here. That there, And then turn that into Bitcoin that, that could probably help get our council out of, okay. So then who do I orange pill at the council? Mm. Oh, fuck. 
that's a process. Okay. Uh, I love so that. then how I need to, I need to orange pill people around me first. And so then how do I orange people around? Well, through my business. So then how do I, how am I going to do that? Well, I can accept Bitcoin, but people aren't going to get Bitcoin just because I accept it. I need to teach people about Bitcoin. So how do I teach people about Bitcoin? I need to have Bitcoin nights. Okay. So I, and I educate people about Bitcoin. So you can get a Bitcoin wallet and uh, I'll teach you about money. And then you can, and I was starting to you know, educate people, but I can't do that on my own. I really need people who are smart and other people to help me facilitate that. So I need to start a Bitcoin meetup. So I draw out all the Bitcoiners in the community. Um, so they'll, they can help me, <laughs> they can help me do education nights so that I can, and then through the education nights, I'm hoping that I can orange pill businesses on the central coast. And so the more mm. people that accept um, Bitcoin, um, the more the central coast becomes a hub for Bitcoin. Now, if I can get the central coast becoming a natural hub for Bitcoin, then I'll have the council's attention to say, hey, <laughs> you know, like, can I talk to you guys? Well, they'll start going, well, you're drawing all this attention to the central coast. Like what's, you know, uh, so mm. it's a grand fucking scheme. Like, but you got to, you got to aim for the, you got to aim, aim for yep. the moon. Yep. Yeah. And so that's so that's, strategic, man. That's, that's, that's so imp- but that's so impressive. You've got this, you've got this bigger goal, which is uh, yeah. really, um, uh, you know, worthwhile goal for your, for your area, but you're prepared to go to humble yourself and go, well, hang on. No, they're not interested in listening to me right now. I have to, no. I have to make myself yeah. interested. And that's, that's really impressive, mate. Maybe you need to go to yeah. your church buddies and say, Hey, there's a way you can make more money than you already do. <laughs> just, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just trying to no, I don't have many buddies. I don't I don't I don't have many buddies left in the church. So yeah. yeah. What if we made a song? Yeah. <laughs> let's get let's get, let's get those guitars out, boys. Um cool. And how is, yeah. So how is that going with local businesses? Like where are you there? Well, okay, so I started accepting Bitcoin like I don't know, a month ago, maybe at the, at the cafe. So the cafe is a cafe during the day. We do burgers on Friday and Saturday night, so we open up just on Friday and Saturday nights and do fried chicken and um and beef burgers and they're hang on hang on can we shout out the cafe? are you so? happy that we shout out the cafe yeah yeah cool. yeah well, it's I, called we... Rise Mofo Rise Mofo and Rise Mofo and Rise... what and we're, it's we're... in Tukli on the Central Coast yeah Rise Mofo Tukli on the Central Coast every Bitcoin are passing through past stopping on a are you on btcmap.org I think I had a look I think I saw that yeah I think yeah I think yeah I think someone told me the other day that I was there so I didn't know yeah. how I got there but someone's put it there <laughs> so because yeah. everybody's working for you mate because that's everybody's working for everybody yeah that's yeah it. it's that's so good hey of it, right um yeah well it's just yeah. it's just whether you can um we had this chat with Daz recently it's like you can see opportunity at in every direction and it's like ah yeah uh mm. just overwhelming which way do i run because there's so many ways you could run and because you can't run them all yeah um so it's just no, the thing right. that you can do yeah. Um, so, so how's it going? Like you've, as anybody, you know, people paid in Bitcoin or, or people asked Heaps, heaps of people or... paid it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it causes conversation all the time. The concern I have, the biggest issue I have is like my staff aren't Bitcoiners. And so I can't be there all the time. I'm only there a few days a week. And so, um, that's going to be part of the education nights. I'm going to pay my staff to come to education nights and learn because for them, it's just an idea, a crazy idea in their boss's brain. Um, 
So, uh, like, but I believe if I can get them orange pilled in a way that they just represent it naturally, it's easy for them to say. So when someone brings it up, it's cool when I'm there and someone asks about Bitcoin because I can just answer it. I can get yeah, into yeah, it straight yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if I'm not there, and that's a dilemma I think for business owners, um, is how to how to have your staff because you can't be there. Um, how to have your staff represent your Bitcoin vision? <laughs> and and practically, yeah. practically, how are you take? Is that through Michael or I Robert? use a, Mike? Yeah, so I use um use the um Vault Pay app. Yep. Um, and I just do that purely. Well, there's a bunch of ways I could take it. I, um, but I love Michael and I love um, what the guys are doing at Amber. And so I want to support them as much as I can. So briefly explain what, how you can use VoltPay in your business for people that don't know about that, if you don't mind. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So um, VoltPay is just a light, it's like a a lightning point of sale system and you can accept lightning um, payments um, point of sale. We use Square for the point of sale at the cafe um, and you can use that to accept all the payments except for Bitcoin. Hopefully Mm -hmm. one day Jack Dorsey implements um, Bitcoin. I think he will. Like I honestly think that's his vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why he wouldn't? Because it's too early. Like, um, like regular. And so, like, well, yeah. So you got to think about like, uh, like I've been listening. You know, you got you had the guy Ivan from Breeze on. I've been listening to heaps of his podcasts, Mm -hmm. the Breeze. And so you got to have. I would say it has to be non-custodial, and so the wallet has to exist in the app so that he can get around all the regulatory issues uh, and that, yeah. but then, but then why would people use it and could people fuck things up? And like, and so really you need to have someone who's a Bitcoiner, um, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think it would be ready for mass rollout yet. Um, and square is fucking everywhere. Like everyone uses yeah. square. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so I, we to- basically, Sorry, I was just going to say, yeah. I think there needs to be a, a middle ground before we get to there. I think we'd like, like yeah. when, you, when you walk to the till and you're paying for your burger and it says Bitcoin accepted or, do, you, or whatever, Aussie dollars accepted and you just ask them which one do you want to pay and they say dollars and you just press yeah. one button or you pay you know, sats and you press another button and, you know, it's the same yeah. terminal and the customer just uses yeah. just convenience for the customer. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Because, that's, well, that's what that happens. The customer is just going to go, oh, or even if it says 5, 5% or 2% discount for paying in sats, or, yeah. or no percent discount for paying. And they're like, oh, I don't have any sats. Oh, well, sorry, champ, you have to pay in dollars then. You know, and yeah. they'll go home thinking, oh, I could have had a discount. Yeah. This yeah. That's what I, I'm actually going to do that. I'm going to do a 10% discount for um sats. I haven't done, yeah. done it yet. So I'm getting a brochure together. I've tried to find a brochure out there. No one's done a fucking good brochure. It's all, they're all tacky and cheesy on Bitcoin, but I'm going to do a customized brochure on how, what Bitcoin is, why we're using Bitcoin, why Bitcoin is important to the world. And a whole bunch of things, you know, I'm going to talk about inflation on it. And then yeah. I'm going to talk about where to get your Bitcoin. Is and then it's it? like paying Bitcoin at our store and you get 10% off. And so there's this incentive there for people. And where is it on the back to... of the menu or where's it going? Yeah, I was going to say, is this like a fucking... No, it'll just go a point of sale. It'll be a... be a DL. No, it'll be, it'll be a DL threefold. Yeah. And yeah, I've, I've half right. designed it already. That's so cool. I've implemented accepting Bitcoin. It's still just rolling out all the things, but it's just time and and energy. But eating the elephant one bite in time. So oh, we need yeah. more business owners like you, Jesse. That's well, and also we yeah. probably, it's probably. I'm thinking there's got to be some young guy who currently works in a in retail or a cafe or a restaurant or something like that. That's a Bitcoiner that's going. I'd love to work for that guy. There's got to be. There's got to be. Oh, got to, you're going to, then you have this. Then you come and talk to this, me. Then you solve the staffing problem as well, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> come and talk to me. If you live on the coast and you're into Bitcoin and you want to jump in a cafe, come and talk to me. Excellent. But you better be a bloody growth mindset. You better be a growth mindset personality because you won't fit in our business if you do. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was yeah. going to say the racist joke, but I won't. Please don't I'll, tell I'll a racist joke. Yeah. <laughs> go on, yeah. Tom, go on. Is it, is it really bad? No, well, you said some young guy, right? Have you heard that? So, yes. So, the- yeah, yeah. So I... um. The uh, uh, old friend's dad used to joke about order at Chinese ordering the cum of young some young guy. Oh. The cream, the cream of some young guy. Oh, cream of some young guy. Oh, oh yeah. he said cum of some young guy. Yeah, cream yeah. of some young guy. <laughs> That's it. That's but, terrible. Fucking cut. Terrible. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Can you edit that out, please? About racist jokes, right? Or any any words. It's all about intent. Right. Yeah, I'll tell you. Do you are you genuinely meaning to be hurtful to somebody or not? No. And nobody you can't regulate for that. You can't govern for I don't believe. Like like there's mm. no malice there. There's no well the thing is I think I can get canceled. I think big deal. Yeah. Well, I, I, too, I, I believe <laughs> what I understand about what I understand about psychology and trauma and stuff like that from my church experience and reading heaps about behavioral science. Look, I understand there can be generational trauma associated to racism. I'm half Italian. My dad immigrated here from Italy and was brutally beaten up after school every day. Couldn't speak English when he came to school, like got the cane every day. Cause like he went to a Catholic school. And so if you fail the spelling test, you get the cane and my dad couldn't speak English. So yeah, <laughs> he got wow. the cane every day. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've, I've witnessed um, generational racism and how that affects people. And so I can relate to that, but I also, I'm half Italian. You can call me a wog and I don't give a shit. Like, so, you know, I, I, I can, the, the bats kind of swings both ways. I can understand yeah, yeah. both. Under- yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, obviously the intent and something like that with your dad is awful, right? That's the intent. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the thing yeah. we hate, but I just don't know how we, I, I don't know. I don't know how we, I don't want to stop with this very difficult issue. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, are we going to well, but... address racism on the on the two videos? Yeah, no, no, let's, <laughs> let's not Mario. Let's leave it. <laughs> Mario, Mario. I mean, I'm Scottish. I get it every day in this country. Uh, oh I mean, yeah, you could, true. You, you you would. Oh yeah, I mean Aussies are what? Yeah, or Aussies are particularly racist. Which and, is funny because I'm the one that said two racist things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I'm always Aussies don't think they're racist. Too. Yeah, That's exactly. The and they also they're don't racist. Think got, and... They also don't think they've got an accent, which is. Yeah. wonderful um, but yeah. but um it's yeah it's a funny thing and i'm just yeah when, but you, i think you just you're right you just have to get to the point where you don't, don't just don't give a shit yeah like you can't hurt my feelings champ try like that yeah. kind of that kind of attitude so yeah. once you get go on yeah. go on try and hurt my feelings no not at all not don't, at all but don't mention my nose again or my no, teeth or all my all i was gonna say is when i said all right it's time to wrap it up should have mm. been the time we wrapped it up because now we're just rambling rambling that's rambling right. people can people can turn off when they want to turn yeah, off that's true um what do you what, what do you want to talk about more about bitcoin because this is a bitcoin show we should talk more about bitcoin what um, what other questions do you have for me oh so, I've got nothing i'm good we're oh. with with, <laughs> with all the um opportunity that you see in front of you what mm. is the what excites you the most even if it's not for you in bitcoin or lightning um I, like what excites me is someone I probably became a pastor because I wanted to see people become free and getting out of that. I realized that it wasn't freeing people. It was trapping people. What I see with Bitcoin 
is Bitcoin is an opportunity to get people on mass free. And by free, I mean, I, I see our education system and our employment system is a form of slavery and, and, and imprisoning people. People get trapped into mortgages and then jobs and a lot of their life energy is sucked out of them. Um, and they don't get to appreciate the experience that I think we've all come to planet Earth for. To be, we've become human for, and that's to experience being human, to experience being your truest self. And I think only free time can allow that. And and we there's there's a, a scarcity mindset that's kind of settled in over the eons that has gained control, which has entrapped humans to become prisoners. Even though we're not prisoners, we're prisoners. And so I can see that Bitcoin is the way out of that. And um, that really, really excites me. Uh, it really makes me hopeful. Like it's it's nice to feel hopeful again um, about humanity because all I could, you know, coming out of Christianity, all I could see was doom. You know, we're making all these bad, all, all we have is takers in this world, uh, not no givers. And, and I think Bitcoin, the very essence that at the foundation of Bitcoin is if I buy Bitcoin, if I uh, adopt Bitcoin, if I exchange goods and services for Bitcoin, I'm not only helping myself, I'm helping all the other Bitcoiners. And so the, it's a, like a rising tide that lifts all ships. And so it's, Whereas we have a system that's about dog eat dog and step on the next person so you can get higher and, um, you know, get out of your prison and get out of the rat race and mm. get into a more comfortable car or house or whatever um, at the expense of someone else. And I, and I feel like Bitcoin is going to liberate people into what they're truly here for. That's their time. You know, when we were hunters and gatherers, we'd spend on average 20% of our life hunting and gathering and 80% socializing. And um, and now it's flipped on its head. We spend 80% of our time hunting and gathering, essentially, and hardly any of that time socializing, free time, relaxing, thinking about the world, thinking about ourselves uh, and and what we do with ourselves. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the most exciting thing for me. They will let you wrap it up. That was, yeah. uh, that was awesome, man. That was a great way to end Thank you very much. That's a really well put. No worries. Yeah, Jesse, that was, that was a blast, man. That was really, really fun. Um, awesome. I hope we offended everybody at least once. Yes. <laughs> Shit. I don't know some, how I get twice. into conversations that offend people. <laughs> it's good, man. It's good. All right. Take the offense and work with it, people. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Growth Thank mindset. You, Growth mindset. <laughs> Cheers, Thanks, guys.